everybody. Welcome to the in and after show. I'm Lindsay Loveridge, executive editor of Anime News Network. James Beckett is here, our reviewer for Attack on Titan. And Jaggy is back from jet setting across Europe to talk about uh, this week's Attack on Titan. Before we get into uh, this week's episode, Pride, I want to remind everyone to please subscribe to this channel on YouTube. If you're watching it there, hit that notification bell, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss any of our content. If you're on Facebook, give us some likes and hearts and share this with your friends. And on Twitter spaces, we're there too. So make sure to give us some retweets so all your friends know where to hang out to talk about Attack on Titan each week. Before we get to Attack on Titan, we're also going to talk about some news this week. We haven't done a news segment in a little while, and since this was kind of a light episode, I thought we could squeeze it a couple things in. So we've got two stories. One of them is really big gaming news, and the other one is about cursed convention object that may be coming back if the Kickstarter meets its goal. So first, we'll revisit that cursed object. Who here remembers Yowie Paddles? Am I the only one old enough to remember... Yowie paddles. Jackie? I vaguely remember this. Like people got like really injured by it, right? And then they banned them, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yowie paddles were banned. But like That's why what... were people doing that in the first place? Why were people doing that in the first place? Is that a really good question? Um, James, we were talking a little bit before this, but do you remember <laughs> Yowie paddles before I get into the con scene of the early two thousands? Before you like step into that time machine, which is uh, a different time. or unfortunately, there weren't like a whole lot of great anime cons while I was um, at the age where yaoi paddles would have been a thing, and <laughs> yeah. so it wasn't really until college that I was able to experience the glory of the, the convention floor. And um, no, no yaoi paddles. Uh, we had glomping. I think we talked. That yeah, glomping was an issue at the cons I went to. Yeah, but thankfully, um, no one, uh, no one swung at anybody with a, a yaoi stick. So the thing that w went on with Yowie Paddles is these were an item that you could buy on the convention floor that got uh, pretty popular. And the general vibe of cons in the early 2000s, um, I went to SoccerCon a lot during this time when I was around like 14 or 15. Um, there were a lot of just unsupervised teenagers. Not that just teenagers did this. It might have also been, you know, some people who were a bit older. Teenagers Fan at heart. <laughs> yes, but there was a lot of just general excitement to be in a space with a bunch of like-minded people who, um, I don't know, were equally excited to be there. The energy was always really high and personal boundaries just weren't respected nearly as well as they are now. Nowadays you go to a con and you'll see signs put out that say like cosplay is not consent and things like that, that kind of just trying to discourage people from just like freaking out because they see someone who's dressed as their favorite character that they've you know, got a crush on or whatever. That wasn't as widely enforced at the time, I think. So people would buy these yaoi paddles and some of it would just be within a friend group and it might have just been, you know, general joking around with you smacking one, one another on the butt. But it became a big enough thing that people were smacking unsuspecting people on the butt because they thought it was funny. And that became a wide enough problem that most cons banned these in probably the mid 2000s or so. So, you you know, they were no longer on the show floor. You were not allowed to have them. It kind of rolled out with a lot of other rules at the time. Like um, it used to be pretty common to have signs to say like, we'll hug for X, not usually money, but like snacks or something. And Hello, that was, Panda. 
<laughs> well, yeah, we'll hug for Hello Panda. We'll hug for Pocky or something. And that also was another thing that got uh, clamped down on quite a Dude, bit. Dude, Hello Panda. Y'all bringing me back. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to comment on that. Did you guys ever have the matcha ones? Because oh, yeah. those are low-key underrated. I literally no, just had some like a week strawberry ago. Strawberry is good, but matcha is where it's at. I mean, chocolate's really good, too. Yeah. I, now I want Hello Pandas. Why do we bring that up? <laughs> And they we're not even sponsored by Hello Panda, everybody. No, I'm Hello just Panda hashtag not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah, hashtag not a sponsor. Not an ad. Uh. Uh, but yeah, those kind of that all got clamped down on, and that part of con culture kind of faded out. So now there's a, a fan Kickstarter to bring back a limited amount of these paddles. The in, initial idea was, hey, you know, get a piece of memorabilia from conventions long ago, and you know, keep it in your house or something. Um, they were going to limit it to just as like a small number kind of exclusive sort of thing, but it's turned into a larger discussion. Um, a lot of people who are in the con scene at that time are understandably not excited about the prospect of this maybe coming back and being misused again. Also, the original paddles were created by a company called, uh, I think it was Hentaidane? Hendane, Hendane, um, were, were the major sellers at the time. Um, this new Kickstarter isn't run by them, so there's been some controversy over whether they can even sell these or if they're kind of a knockoff of another design. Um, that part's kind of developing. Uh, I personally don't think it's a big problem if it's a limited number and if they still aren't allowed to be at cons, like as like a joke thing to have in your house. I think it's fine. I don't really see a problem with it. I don't know. Do you guys think there's a like a high chance of them being abused like misused i should say just why why bring that back <laughs> it's like just let that die like there's no reason for that to come back i'm sorry like i don't see any positive i mean like maybe if somebody ha was nostalgic about it which why would you be nostalgic about a pedal someone just put who the f wants yaoi pedals back like that's totally my my opinion as well mm. just like that died for a reason like let's just let that be i just James can't imagine a more cursed thing uh, especially given um, uh, Kickstarter's recent uh, financial controversies that, uh, oh, right. that someone buying a Yowie paddle with like cryptocurrency in the year 2022 <laughs> might actually be the worst thing that the internet's... No, it's not the worst thing the internet's ever done, but it's like top five. It's pretty high up there. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's some kind of crime and it, it needs to be stopped. <laughs> Oh Lord! Yeah, yeah. I, I guess we'll we'll see what happens. First time I see one, you know, being used at a if I see one at AX this year, it's just game over. So you know, yeah, if that's something you want, just please keep it, please keep it in your house and and don't swap people. And the real question is, why do you want it? Yeah. If people want to get up to things in their personal space, fair, sure, fair, keep it sure. there. Yeah, keep it there, sure. But yeah, I'm like, don't go around cons like smacking people like come on now please yeah, if you yeah. want to cosplay as flock and, and Jean and just yowie paddle the crap out of each other in the privacy of your own home <laughs> be my guest okay Lindsay suggested it but nobody had to articulate no one, it no one nobody image had there. to articulate that but thank you thank you for articulating that <laughs> who's the okay in the semi in that James uh, hmm. I mean <laughs> I think I think Flock would be a a, a, a very defiant and aggressive uh, bottom. Is I think yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I think he's a power bottom. He would never admit it. 
Um, but I think, again, I low key she... agree 100. <laughs> That's hilarious. Anyways, in uh, completely other related, news, yeah. related E for everyone news, uh, there's going to be a new Pokemon game. All right. Pokemon Yay. Scarlet and Violet was announced. It's supposed to come out by the end of the year. Pray for the Game Freak staff because Arceus was just effing released, guys. Like, I know. You can, like, you can have more time. Do they have like a, an A team and a B team like Ubisoft does? Do they have I like. I have no idea. I feel like they have to, right? They can't. Unless they just made this game in the span of a year, which. I, I don't think that's true. They've probably been working on it for several years. Um, but yes, I, I, it would make sense that they have multiple teams to work on things concurrently. But then what's the A team? What's the B team one? Like, would this be the A team one? You would assume that because it's the primary. Scarlet and Violet. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause it's yeah. always like the two yeah. things. Anyways, Arceus I'm picking the, the experimental cat. title. <laughs> I, yeah. When we, when Lindsay was like, okay, you got to pick your starter. I was like, it's going to be fire. I don't even care. Like, don't even show it to me. Yeah. It's going to be fire. I literally didn't even want to look. And then I looked and I was like, the fire one's my least favorite. Like yeah. I, I uh-huh. think cat and then duck. And to be honest, cat and duck, it's a tough, the cat's yeah. just a little bit, I mean, what gives it away that I would pick the cat? <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I, but I was shocked. I was shocked because I'm almost always a, fi- I feel like the fire Pokemon are always really strong for starters. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, moving on. James, what's, uh, what's your preferred starter in this Spain-inspired iteration of Pokemon? I mean, I'm torn because as a, as a Coloradan, I feel like I'm culturally and probably legally obligated to pick the weed cat. Um, <laughs> right. Just, weed cat. I mean, it's got a bud right on its face. You, you know what? The tell question that it likes though, is the weed cat better than Litten? Because I don't think that's possible. Do you guys remember Litten? Of course, oh, I do. Remember okay. Litten. I but mean, how, how did you feel about Litten's final evolution at, into a giant wrestler cat? Am I the I'm odd one out? It. No, okay. I'm here for it. Right, but Score Bunny. I mean, if we if Score you look at these, if cute. you look at these fire starter starter pokemon i mean like charizard obviously without a doubt cyndaquil was kind of a meh. i like cyndaquil's uh arceus version where the flames are kind of more like wispy purple also a stoner <laughs> also. oh my gosh james so t-pig was kind of a low point though so t- as well sorry t-pig but yeah moving on so james <laughs> you're also on team uh what is it sprig sprigatito well, it, okay, so I'm I'm very much in the camp where I I, I want to see where the evolutions go, and here's my pitch: um, that that deck on the right, whose name I I've forgotten, Quaxley, Quaxley, perfect, yeah, perfect name. Um, I need that duck to, and I know people don't like the bipedal uh, evolutions. I don't care. I need the that duck's duck already to have, bipedal though. So that's true. That's true. But I need him to have a leather jacket. Okay. I need to have I need him to have a, a cigarette and one of those little cigarette holders that they use in Europe. Okay. And I need him to be wearing sunglasses at all times, inside or out. That's not gonna happen. The no, cigarette's not gonna happen, but maybe maybe a very tiny espresso. I do okay. all right, I'll take that. I do feel like Quaxley's final form will be exceptional for some reason though. Like, like I feel like it's gonna be like really I, I feel like it's gonna be like a really it's just gonna be super badass. I don't mm. see the red um fire crocodile or alligator i just don't see his his last one being that cool okay so this is where i interject because my favorite is fue coco which is the red red crocodile yes yes and i'm gonna tell you why one 
look at us now. I hope it only gets bigger the bigger he gets. I hope he goes like full, like flat fuck Friday crocodile mode, just gets really fat and just has a giant mouth. That He'll is what de- I'm definitely be fat. I, yes. I can foresee him being be fat. He might get like tank like. I could also see that like him going into like a sort of like more scaly tank version mm, of sure, himself. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. as he evolves. 100%. But he also looks like one of the uh, bubble bobble dinos. So I don't know. Oh my gosh, is that that old game when we used to... Oh no, that's Hungry Hungry Hippo. Whoa, I was off on that. Ooh, never yeah, mind. No, Bubble Bobble is the one where, you know, you have to line up the little colored uh, balls and you shoot them up with a little shooter and there's little there's little dinosaurs, right? Yeah. It's Bubble Wobble? Okay. I yeah. don't remember that. I do remember Hungry Hungry Hippo though, but yeah. moving Oh, on. well, yeah. Yeah. And there's been variations of Hungry Hungry Hippo since. So yeah, uh, let us know in the chat, guys. What's your preferred starter? Are you Sprigatito, Fue, Coco, or Quaxley? Um, back me up on the Applegator, okay? Like I've also no, seen nobody, some people. Okay, everybody. Someone really? Are people? Theo said he likes the Applegator. I am okay. absolutely oh. shook right now. <laughs> I am shook. Is he just saying that to to? Is he joking? Nobody likes the Applegator. <laughs> I know, but Lindsay did just no, no. Lindsay, Lindsay's trolling. She doesn't really like the apple gator, and it looks like a cherry. It doesn't even look like an apple. It looks like I've a seen little... people say that it actually looks more like a cocoa bean. Like if you compare it to the colors of a cocoa bean, which again, it could go some weird coffee direction or something. By the way, like y'all, I am seeing some very entertaining things on Twitter about Litten and Sprigatito. Like you can only imagine. We're smoking blunts together. I've yeah, I was like, okay. yeah. smoking blunts and watching uh, Raw. That's exactly <laughs> yeah, what you need to do. I'm just like, oh lord. Oh, and there's some really good ones too. But we talked earlier about the horrors of Twitter. Yeah, fan don't Google. So. Just don't, just don't Google any of these starters ever. Just don't do it. <laughs> just don't do it. <laughs> you risk it so much. It's the same problem, like with My Little Pony. Like, just you know. You don't need that world opened up to you. You're, yeah. You know, Unless you do, which you know what? That's uh, like we said. Whatever, whatever you do in the privacy of your own home, that's fine. Just don't bring yeah. it to the conventions. <laughs> Theo says he genuinely likes the croc. It reminds me of an old kid snack mascot or a pogo comic character. Yeah, he does kind of look like he would sell you Apple Jacks. Totally right? looks like a cereal mascot. Yeah, I, I, I will give him he, that. He looks like a Fleischer cartoon a little bit. That's kind of like a steamboat oh, really kind of. Okay. Uh, or like old, Cuphead sort of. Yeah. I could yeah. see that. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. If you got noodly like arms, that'd be sick. You got what? We got like noodly arms. Oh. Like those Cuphead Fleischer cartoon characters. Yeah. 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 No. All right. No, no noodle arms. And the fact that Lindsay <laughs> did that is next level. I was like. <laughs> I'm good at it too, which is kind of scary. I don't know if my like tangential, but my uh, son, I was trying to teach him how to properly hold a baseball bat recently, and it was very difficult because he has hyper um, extension in his elbows. So, like, you're trying to get him to do like to swing, but he can hyper extend his arm down so that it starts oh. kind of folding a little bit the other way. It's yeah. Anyway. So he must be like a master. Great story, Lindsay. You're welcome. All right, let's talk about Attack on Titan. This episode was really weird, guys. Like, yeah, (laughs) totally odd one. Totally, it was just it was really. It was one of the weaker episodes for sure. Yeah, what you didn't you didn't like Connie's um, adventure to teach you good dental hygiene? That was weird. 
And yeah. I was kind of like, we knew Connie wasn't going to go through with it. Sure. And we knew Armin wasn't going to die. So it was just like me watching that. I was like, did you guys really waste my time with that? Like, that was just kind of my opinion on it. I was just like, we knew that wasn't going to play out. And it played out exactly how I knew it was going to. Someone said it was a bit cringe for me. Like, yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Well, I yeah. mean, Con to his credit, Connie did just flat out admit that he is a stone cold idiot. And doesn't know what he's that doing. Is true. I know, but after how <laughs> intense the episodes have been, it was just like to have like that awkward comedy that didn't even really hit, like was yeah. just kind of like, I was like, I don't know about this. I felt like, and I love Hanji. I don't want anyone to like come at me and be like, how dare you say anything bad about Hanji? But it was like, I felt like there were some humorous parts with her too that didn't quite hit with me as well as they usually do. And I was just kind of like, okay, like I'm not ready for the comedy yet. We just had like some horrific stuff go down, you know? So yeah. I don't know, but this, this, this bit definitely didn't hit for me. So I was like, hmm. yeah, it seemed like kind of, a, it felt mostly like a diversion. Um, it felt like, you know, Connie just kind of went and did this cause he doesn't know what else to do. I mean, and they're all kind of in that scenario right now, right? Like Mikasa was asking That's Armin true. what she was supposed to do. The previous episode, Armin's like, I don't know. I guess I'm going to go stop Connie because I can't do anything about all these other bigger problems. And I guess Connie was like, the world's falling apart. Maybe I can get my mom back out of this if I just feed yeah. her this boy. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. but the just weird shove part, him right in there. Yo, can we not look at how weird his face looks here? I'm like, oh. This part didn't make me laugh. I did laugh at this. It was, I was more laughing at just... Like uh, like Jackie said, I think a part of what makes this episode feel odd is that we're coming off the back of just, what, like, like nine straight episodes of relentless nihilism and misery. Dude, and that was the, the last episode, was it the one with, like, we got, no, 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 I, I don't think so. Ymir's history was, like, really yeah. heavy. Yeah. And do yeah. we have something in between that? I was going to say, because that, and then before that, we had Aaron finding out about his, his dad, or, you know, we saw the memories with the dad and Zeke, and, like, you know, what, am I missing one? Uh, last uh, week was where everyone was in full scale panic mode, and Armin said that uh, he wished that he'd been killed instead of Erwin. Um, oh, and Annie, we saw, and Annie, it was Annie's big reveal. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess we're kind of on a downward trajectory right now, um, but it was. Just not quite there yet, I guess. So yeah. Oh, and talking about comedic bits, um, that didn't hit for me. Like I was like, dude, Annie used to be one of the baddest bitches, like fucking period. And then she's right. just like stuffing her face, and I was just like, don't don't do my girl like this. Like she's always just been hard and like amazing. And so like <laughs> I know it's like kind of cute, but I was just kind of like, I didn't see my Annie doing this. Like Annie's no, always been, yeah, she's like a hard warrior she was like when rainer and Bertholdt were kind of like you know falling apart she, i felt like she was always the one who was like hard as rock you know so it was just like i get it they're trying to have a little fun theo said hey people need to eat i know i know people gotta eat but it I was did, just i did love armin's like because you know he's crushing on her so hard he's like guys it's the first pie she's had in like four years it's like, i know oh, an excuse for her i did yeah. like that connie made fun of her though because like you know it could have been this like you killed all of our friends and like you kill you know what i mean but then there was it's kind of like dude we are so fucking past <laughs> like it's like at this point everyone is has done bad shit like you know what i mean i almost thought it was funny i almost Connie murdered a funny. child yeah, yeah. <laughs> <It's> fine <laughs> uh -huh. oh my God. it's all good i'm sorry that is 
iconic. Like literally he could have said that and yeah, it's valid. What a weird show we are watching. (laughs) Gabby and Falco must just be sitting there like who, these are the people that we thought were like the greatest evil on planet earth. These idiots. Yeah. Yeah. True. That that one dude almost fed himself to that guy's mom because like he couldn't think of a better plan. Oh my I'm God! Just Thank make his you. Mom the colossal titan. That'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. And but what was funny to me about that is because Connie points it out. He's like, "You didn't think about how horrible it'd be for my mom to become the colossal titan." It's like, "Well, you're gonna make her the jot titan." I mean, maybe I, that. I think that was him. That was him. That, that was him, like admitting that his plan it wasn't was a stupid great and idea. pointless. Yeah, yeah. But it yeah. was wrapped up so quickly and with so little fanfare that it it really did kind of feel like all the characters are like, "Well, we're never gonna talk about that again." And yeah, it was like so. Let's just and doesn't Armin go like? I hope Gabby can forgive Connie. He's like yeah. about to dive in. I was like, your Gabby's like, I don't know any of you. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, I was just like, what is going on here? I'm yeah. sorry, I killed uh, you. I guess Gabby killed their friend, so they're all just like whatever. Dude, yeah. Gabby knocked off Aaron's head. Like I'm still like I know there's a lot of Gabby hate out there, but I'm thoroughly impressed by her. I'm always like, you know, for this little girl, she's done some pretty remarkable things. Like she almost messed up the entire rumbling. Like yeah. it's just a blessing. Well, I, I guess not a blessing. I was I, say, it's unfortunately. not actually a terrible <laughs> yeah. thing that Zeke ended up catching his head. Which this what I'm sorry when I say these things out loud, I'm like, what am I talking about? And then I'm like, no, these things happened. And this is valid. Yes, someone's head got shot off. And then this His guy grabbed it like a baseball. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were ticked to this other dimension. And I'm just going to stop there because it's just like, I don't know what's coming out of my mouth, but it's true. <laughs> there was a big so old anyway. skeleton just crawling around and yep. ending the world. A little yep. genocide here and there. It's fine. Giant muscle people came out of the walls. and What's wrong some... with us? Why are we so entertaining? I didn't make this, this story. Who, but why, why are we so obsessed with this? Like, me saying that all out loud, I was like, why am I, like... Why have I, why have I been watching this since 2013? <laughs> now that I've said it out loud. Because it's compelling television somehow. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, but this, this, this episode, like, it felt like it had two tones. Also, sorry. I don't know what my toddler's doing. Probably building... You don't need to apologize. Yeah, yeah he's having a good time. Um, He's pretending to be a titan. Maybe. That would actually be pretty... pretty <laughs> yeah, it's like it yeah. sounds like it. That's about, that's about him. Yeah. There, it was, <laughs> anyway, this episode, was, there was two different tones to it. We kind of just talked about all the, like, wacky humor. But then there was... It was trying to pair it with all this really dark, serious stuff. Mostly about the Jaegerus and... Uh, Hanji and, and Levi, and we see this new alliance formed at the end, which is kind of the alliance part I want to talk about because it kind of ties into, I think it was a couple episodes ago where I commented like, maybe Aaron's trying to pull a Dr. Manhattan, or if you read the comic, it's the squid alien from Watchmen, where he tries to unify everyone underneath a common um, enemy that enemy being him. And that's basically what we see happen in this episode. Cause we see this, like we see Reiner and the other Marlians, uh, the cart Titan, um, the guy who rides the cart Titan, whose name I can't remember right now. Um, Theo Magath. Yeah. Yeah. And we see Theo. Hanji 
Levi, Armin, Mikasa. Sorry, I drank soda and now I'm burpy. Um, and all of them <laughs> uh, come together to stop Aaron. So that ended up being the thing that united what were previously enemies. It might just be a case of, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend sort of thing. But so Levi shows up and, and just says, what is this, some kind of attack on Titan? Is that what we're doing here? Uh, <laughs> no, no. Oh, they already did their their name their kind of name drop thing when that's true. They did. They already they they already did the name drop. So. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, but I guess before we show my beautiful Levi return to so I really quickly, I actually this this part I liked. Yeah, um, I did think that while it was a tonally strange episode, I did like that Anya Capone was like. Def like they were like oh well you can live and he's like i would much rather die than like yeah be around your cause like whatsoever you know why would he want to live there why would he want to watch them destroy his homeland and kill his family yeah. and all of his countrymen i mean people so are cowardly though and yeah. i mean like also it's like his like i was like pretty impressed actually like i was yeah. like damn um well, and this and episode is really where we're seeing the like kind of fervor of the the fascism kind of really start to grind up yeah uh, you have all of those people on parodies that are reciting the the give your heart motto and um the all of the the jaegerists up there flock are, are looking straight out of like a um i don't know like a they're almost like they're becoming uh, not cartoonishly evil but they're they're really they're really embracing their their xenophobia and their their fascism yeah. yeah yeah and oyan capone was actually the one who called them xenophobic he like called them a bunch of xenophobic assholes he's like why would i want to hang out with you guys you guys are idiots uh, you're all so stupid i was yeah. helping you yeah yeah and this is what i get for it yeah right Ah, uh, man anime that's all i'm gonna say so why isn't flock dead yet like oh i know Someone, right. someone said that they were Team Flock. Look, I don't ever. Oh no, I don't no. know if he's if you're being comical, Urge Crusher, but I hope so because he's horrible. Um, How? Yeah, yeah, mm -mm. Mm -mm. yeah. <laughs> uh, he almost got himself snarfed, yeah. but but unfortunately, that was like just a ploy to, for uh, Jean to to make a quick exit and team back up with the new ragtag heroes that we've got now but i really like when he pushed him out of the way i didn't know that that was the goal like i thought cart titan like legit ate him at first um i got a little mad because i was i was at first very happy that gene didn't uh execute on Pong gangland style that's that's yeah. good that's a good move yeah uh, but then when he pushed flock out of the way i was like you idiot why would you save literally the worst person? And Aaron is out there ending the world, and Flock yeah. is still the worst. But it then, all made sense. But then he reveals that they all made this this deal. And I have to ask: Did I? I know I'm, I know I'm I'm the one that's reviewing the show, but did I miss something? Where because um, Gene is like, oh yeah, we came up with this whole plan like just the other night. And like, yeah, that seemed very. When did this like, happen? When did you have a chance to communicate any of this? Yeah, I, I wasn't sure about that either. I didn't come away from the episode having an understanding that they'd had some sort of like secret liaison or or whatever. Like, I don't know how that was pulled off other than for like off-screen convenience. 
Um, yeah, maybe I that's think they what, just I were think like... that's what makes this episode feel weird is that the whole, even the stuff that that's good. Like I think the Onyakapone stuff is good. Yeah, I like some of the goofy humor. I agree that it doesn't really jive with the tone, but it yeah. was it was nice to see the show be funny. Um, yeah, at least maybe one more time. But yeah. a lot of it, like especially with Armin and Connie, and also with the weird Mikasa scene that we might talk about later. Yeah, no, yeah, let's talk about the Mikasa stuff because a lot of like, it just felt like the show is kind of running out of like it, it realized that it didn't know what to what to do with all these story threads, and it just said, "Eh, screw it, we're we're gonna tie it all up because we got to get to the big fight." Yeah, and, yeah, I've I felt more and more like. In, emotionally distant from Mikasa even though it feels like this should be a time when we're able to empathize with her the most because she's going you know through this huge shift um with her allegiances being questioned and you know her feelings for Aaron being questioned and whether she can trust him or not but instead like I I can't get a read on her like like the I scene totally with the star yeah, yeah like it's just like I don't know. I felt so emotionally connected to her and it's like all of season four, I felt like so distant from her and felt like she has like, I mean, partially it's because I don't think she has a good sense of her identity right now. Like she yeah. doesn't even know, am I want to, do I want to support Aaron or like, what do I want to do? So, I mean, maybe that's why a little bit, but it has been kind of weird. Cause I've been like, she's like our girl. Like we all yeah. love her, you know, like, and so it's just been besides the epic butt scene that um, James screenshotted remember you were like and i love how i was like yeah look at mikasa's butt and then james is like great but i actually thought it was cool that she's like decapitating two people yeah. and i was like oh yeah obviously that but, um, uh... <laughs> but it was like i just feel like she hasn't really had like a moment to shine and this 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 felt a little forced to me also the whole annie and hitch thing like i totally forgot about that so yeah it, it's cute but it was just kind of like I think James just said it like it's like they're trying to tie up loose ends and it's like it's okay if characters fall off like they don't all need to have like some like ending I don't know maybe yeah. that's just me. yeah well, Alex brought up in the chat just now that um I that, thought that was a good point too but go ahead James yeah no that that Mikasa and um Luis's deal here is is kind of an intentional parallel to her her kind of where where she used to be with Aaron, where she was just utterly devoted to him and utterly devoted to all she cared about was protecting him. Um, I'm actually I'm playing the Attack on Titan game right now, the um, the one by the, the the studio that does the the Warriors games. Oh and, yeah. And every single scene, whenever Mikasa's around, pretty much every character is like, oh yeah, she's obsessed with Aaron. She'll do anything to protect him at the cost of anything else. That's her character trait. And so I, I think that's a good that's point. Great. But I think for me, the issue here was, it, like, Louise doesn't matter. <laughs> like, oh. we've, met, we've met her, like, twice, I think. And even in this scene, she's, like, her obsession with Mikasa, I don't think is a great parallel because Mikasa's obsession with Aaron has always been framed in a, in a more, like, romantic kind of way, or at least in a very emotionally driven sort of way, yeah. where Louise is, is more just idolizing Mikasa from a distance. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I get the parallel there that maybe Luis has always felt a little creepier. Even yeah. Though I always, even though I always felt like Mikasa's devotion to Aaron had definitely like gone a bridge too far a while yeah. ago, even before he, you know, announced his, his crazy plans with Zeke and whatnot. Um, I always thought it was kind of, uh, 
because she was always so stoic at the same time. So I guess it just sort of read as like a way to give her something to do without really fleshing her out throughout the narrative. Um, with Louise's case, um, someone's pointing out that like Mikasa saved her once. So she's idolized her since she was a child, which does bear some similarities to, you know, like Aaron stabbing some dudes to death to save Mikasa as a child. But even in, in this case, yeah, I don't feel as connected with Louise. And so like, as a viewer watching it, it did always seem like more like, hey, I, you know, go through your underwear drawer and smell your socks when you're not around kind of weird, you know? Oh my God. <laughs> it's kind of the feel that I got from it. <laughs> Pointing out now that there's like some similarities uh, that Mikasa might've been having a moment here where she's, when she's hearing Louise explain why she took the scarf, she might actually be thinking about, huh, this is kind of like how I'm with Aaron. And this is kind of freaky, so maybe like I'm also have been kind of freaky about this and need to chill out. But I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sold that she had that revelation to begin with because she still takes the scarf back. And I feel like if she would have left it, it would have symbolically shown that she was acknowledging her over attachment to Aaron now and like yeah. letting that go. But she still hasn't let it go. She took the scarf back. Yeah. So like if, if she said like. If, if the show made a, a clearer point of saying Louise is like who I used to be yeah. and I'm going to, I'm going to let this dying girl die alone with this scarf and I'm going to walk off and do my own thing. But yeah, she takes yeah. the scarf and it's, again, I think it's, it's, it's communicated in a way that, I mean, I guess I could like if Mikasa just straight up like, Grots Aaron with the scarf, then I think we would really get, yeah, like, okay. oh my gosh, <laughs> all right, that'd be, but um, yeah, I guess we'll just have to see where that goes, yeah. Okay, before we sort of get into Levi and, and where we see the show going in the future, we're going to take a quick break and have a word from our sponsors. Now for a quick word from our sponsors. Quest, thirsty skin and leave it feeling satin smooth with Way Melrose Place Body Cream. It's fast absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it most. Hydration that lasts, preventing dryness. And it's high quality, nourishing ingredients like squalene, coconut oil, kupuasu butter, and coconut oil. And turn your shower into an escape with the gentle skin softening Way Melrose Place Body Cleanser. It balances your skin without stripping it or leaving unwanted residue, gently cleanses and nourishes at the same time with a luxurious lather. There's skin softening oils in a hydrating blend and also high quality nourishing ingredients like jojoba seed oil and rose hip oil. All right, to experience the new way Melrose Place Body Cream and Body Cleanser, your body, your way, go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use the code B-L-E-A-V, believe, to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at theway.com code believe. So go over there now. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. With all the threats that you face today on the internet, it's more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. 
NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you can use NordVPN on all of your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans start at under $4 a month. So, you grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan, plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for sticking Thank around you. through the sponsor break. Uh, we're going to open up this next section by talking about Levi, oh my God, is it blinking for everyone else? It is. That's weird. Let's try that again. He's just so hot he's without a face. It's, yeah. He's breaking the internet. They're probably like, are you trying to show porn? Stop trying to show porn because he's just <laughs> naked. But no, yes. Yeah, so. And by the way, everyone, when we showed up before this, this podcast started, Lindsay just pulled this photo up and we were like, Lindsay. You just, you know, Lindsay. I eye candy, <laughs> right? Like... We haven't had, a haven't had anything nice to look at for weeks and weeks and weeks. Now Levi's finally back. He's not wearing a shirt. I'm going to take what I can get. All right. You're just a thirsty lady trying to run an anime podcast. By the way, Lindsay also um, said that he looks hotter with the scars somehow, which I agree. I mean, I concur. I concur. Who was going to argue that like stitches all the way down the side of the face? like over the mouth is not immediately yeah, hotter than without, right? Why don't we oh. have that screenshot? Come on. Because James was didn't too take distracted. it. I dropped the ball, guys. I'm sorry. I was I was too distracted by Connie's The pectoral uh, muscles. Was, oh, yeah, yeah. That was, yeah. That was, that's, yeah. yeah. Okay, moving on. <laughs> so, so the idea we get like a flashback actually in this episode to, you know it shows hanji stitching him up um talking to herself a little bit she like built a cart to put him on and she was just like toting him around on this cart and they take him to peak and uh, uh teo and are like hey please don't eat us let's form an alliance instead and i don't remember if it was teo or or Peek, who, like, points it out first, but they're like, are you going to fight on that thing? She's just pulling Levi along and he's trying yeah, to, like, seriously. negotiate from a place of power. Yeah. And But I guess it works out, because they don't eat him, and, and we uh, team up with them later. But it seems like his major goal is actually to find um, Zeke, who we haven't seen since Aaron... finished the job. <laughs> yeah. I cannot wait for Levi to fucking kill Zeke and it's gonna be brutal and it's gonna be amazing yeah. I also need a Reiner Aaron fight I mean it was not bad what we saw in the second yeah. part of the season it wasn't bad it wasn't bad but like that still wasn't the face off I wanted between those two like they they need to they need to go at it any other epic battles that we need to see let's see I mean Annie's got to come back I, I don't know who yeah Annie's got to come back Armin hasn't been Colossal Titan since last like the first half of the season when he, you know, like crushed all the civilians. Yeah. Isn't it when... interesting that the Colossal Titan is like arguably like probably one of the most fearsome Titans and like Bertholdt had him and then Armin did, who are both 
easily like two of my favorite characters because they're just adorable good boys. Yeah. I, I actually yeah. like Bertholdt, I think, better than than Armin's. Armin oh, can be a little annoying okay. sometimes. But okay. I, I just think it's funny. Like, do you have to have a soft heart to have the Colossal Titan, apparently? Yeah, it's probably not like required, but it does seem like that's where who knows? it always ends that's up. Right? Who knows who had it before Bertholdt, though? Yeah. Yeah, maybe that might be something that was in the manga, but we don't. Yeah, I don't recall who it was. Yeah, um, up to this point, I think we need to see Armin like pull out the big guns and actually like go ape shit because we haven't ever got to see him really do that. Um, yeah. and he's got to come back. Um, Is the show going to do the thing that Avengers Endgame did, where it just has like Annie and Mikasa? And um, maybe Hitch, Hitch shows up out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> yeah. in the like Iron on Man her suit. shoulder, maybe. Or yeah, something. yeah. yeah. Gabby like, I'm, I'm the tenth Titan now, and it's like, yeah. Come on, guys. Like, and then you're talking like, about the scene where all the women come together. Yeah, right? yes. yeah, yeah. That yeah. was. I'm not gonna lie. I cried when that happened during Avengers oh. Endgame. So if that happens during this, I probably will cry. Hanji's got to be there, obviously. Yeah. And yeah. if Sasha somehow like her spirit was there, like <laughs> with potato, just, I would eat, just just eating some meat, just like watching yeah, over but it. like with the Jedi glow cry. sort of thing going. Yes, on, you know? yes, I would cry. I would just be like, I'm so here for this. I'm the so ghost Hayden Christensen is also there, just hanging out. <laughs> And waving happily right next no, to No, he's actually. not allowed. He will not ruin that moment for me. No, no. <laughs> what about Baby Falco too? Baby Falco's got to turn into John Titan and become. Oh, yeah. But he. But we're talking about the the like women scene, right? Right. I'm just saying, like yeah. overall oh. endgame though, all the Titans got to oh, come yeah. out for it. Yeah. Gabby yeah, needs to get some more 360 no scopes in. Yeah. So, like, hot take. I think Reiner's gonna die, and Gabby's gonna have to take the. Take his his powers. Oh, the armor oh. titan. Yeah, I think cool. so. I'm I I mean I'm sad about it because I love I love Reiner. I'm Team Reiner. I know people are hit or miss on that. Um, but I do I think, think that's easy to root for him. You know, like he has a pretty tragic backstory. Like even the situation he's ended up in, it doesn't ever feel like he wants to be doing any of what he has to be doing right now. Like that guy's exhausted. What's interesting with Reiner is that I hated him as a kid. Oh. Like when he was younger, because I was like, who's this guy who's like tall and good looking and strong and he's like really great and he's just like around and he's just like that good. You know, and he's not even <laughs> yeah. like he's not even like Gene who has like, you know, a little bit of snark who, by the way, he lost all his snark, which makes yeah. me sad. We, we could talk about that, too. But yeah. it was like I thought he was so boring and I did not like him. And then. Lo and behold, season four, it's a whole new take on that character. You know what I mean? Then we just see his vulnerability and that he, he like went through extreme loss due to fear. And then that's like what made it like that. It was what made him strong, you know, like mm -hmm. I, I don't, he does have an amazing story, but I still think there's some people who are like hung up on the fact that, I mean, he betrayed you know them. what's funny? I don't know how really hung up people are on that anymore. Cause like I said, they saw Annie and I think everybody's just kind of like, we've, seen it all you know what i mean everybody's like, like james said again. he was like i yeah. tried to murder a child like it's like at this point it's just like i guess you're right maybe have now because they're hanging out with reiner right i don't know if we have the screen yeah. cap of it yeah like this is like they're this is our now. new team of heroes i've got a screen cap of this well and armin also has all of Bertolt's memories right and so I, I feel like he's also probably a lot more sympathetic to what they all went through and, yeah. and understands that yeah they ruined everyone's lives and and killed so many people but 
they weren't enthusiastic about it. Is this Connie, by the way? That's Connie. Loki, this looks is actually so different here that like when they yeah. actually showed this during the episode, I'm like, who's that guy? Why are they giving him hair now? He always had a shaved head or it was like so cut short that, you know, Maybe I'm like. It grew while he was in prison. I don't, I don't know. But this is actually a really beautiful like image. Yeah, yeah. I just like, didn't think that was Connie. Like, I thought this was some different blonde guy that I completely forgotten about. I was like, do I need to get on the wiki and figure out who this dude no. is? His, his face looks like That's a little him. like Jean-ish in that in that shot. I was gonna uh, say maybe yeah. Jean, but no, but that's yeah. two yeah. round. Yeah. yeah, great analysis, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh I think there was also just like an overall fixation on um toothbrushing and i want to know if it's because it's also the reunion of that episode of monogatari where the brother like sexually brushed his sister's okay. teeth and that got memed to death and was attack on titan like hey you know let's honor that moment and have <laughs> really? a really i just don't know about this oh you gonna... don't want to are we gonna have reiner <laughs> just grab one of those toothbrushes and and gently cradle uh, the 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 cart titan and just like five straight minutes of they're gonna they're gonna get um freaking oh my god what's the studio that does monogatari um yeah they're gonna get shaft to do like a guest spot just for that because Akiyuki Shimo is a pervert all right uh we got people in the chat who don't know what i'm talking about i think uh, either i was like, jackie what? doesn't know what i'm talking about um, what? You, oh guys this if is you legendary. google monogatari toothbrush uh you will get it's actually from nisei monogatari which is one of those sequential anyway monogatari lore um don't search this up at work or around the company no no there's basically just a scene in this anime it's got a lot of fan service anyway and supernatural stuff and if you've watched a shaft show like say madoka magica it's got similar art direction because akiri shimbo all of this stuff kind of looks like that um so it's, you know, it's like a weird show based on some light novels. Uh, anyway, the main character has two, are they twins, sisters? The sisters yeah, are twins? I don't know. Okay. Um, it's not really important. All you need to know is that there's a very lovingly animated scene where he is teasing her by brushing her teeth for her. And there's a lot of shots of like, inside her mouth and like she seems to get be getting some sort of weird sexual enjoyment out of it i hate that i am describing this right now i hate it yeah. but anyway and she's like 12 too so you know there's also that because because isn't oh anime always that so anyway that scene got memed like crazy um it's referenced by fans that of the sounds season. terrible like yeah. terribly bad. Uh, that is yeah. bad. Anyway, yeah. Okay, I, I just I like tried to look it up but... on Reddit, and it just said you must be eighteen plus <laughs> to view this. I mean, I think there's that's no nudity. Way. Everyone is clothed the whole time. It's all just like implied orgasmic toothbrushing. Okay? Between siblings. Between siblings. Oh, this just looks bad. Yeah. I'm listening without sound right now. Mm. Oh, the, Jackie's having a moment, everyone. Dude, why? <laughs> oh, no. Why? Why? This is now a live reaction video. 
Oh, this is bad. Okay, <laughs> we're going to stop right there. I'm sorry, y'all. Okay, they're doing a close-up of the toothbrush right now. It's like just the bristles, like the whole screen. Whoops. It's like, it's like, like, it's like, like opposite of ASMR. Lindsay was like, ASMR. you're done. You're <laughs> I, was, done. I, was, I was trying to make you the focus so it would be you big and us small beside Yeah, you, that was, Everhold just said, stop, work. Jackie, stop. Yeah, I, yeah that is. It's one I'm, of those things that like you can't not know about after you've seen it. So really only look this up if you can acknowledge that afterwards you will never be the same and you will never be able to unsee it. Our comments are killing me right now. Yeah. They're like, save yourself. I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway. Anyway, so yeah, that's uh that's Nisei Monogatari. Um so how did this episode end again? What was the final the attack on Titan or Nisei Monogatari? <laughs> Not that one. Not that one. Okay. Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan ended with um which character was it that kicked Reiner in the head to wake him up? I thought that was really funny, actually. Yeah. Oh, no. Annie. Right? Annie, yeah. Oh, it was Annie. Yeah, yeah she, right, like, right. kicks him in the head and she's wake him up. And then they're just all standing there around him. And they're like, hey, we got to save the world. Yeah. Down Aaron. Yes. And that was that was the end. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Hopefully it starts getting good again. Don't, don't pull any My Hero Academias on me here, man. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. You know... If we if we want to segue, ranking yeah. of kings has been absolutely top notch. Um, though I read a review today that there's apparently some, yeah, some there's some really strange comparisons, which I'm like, yes. oh god. Okay, so we've got 15 minutes, so I think we can talk about the ranking of, of kings controversy that's going on uh, right now. Uh, yeah. Take take of it what you will. Ranking of kings. Been I've been talking about how excellent that show is since before it aired. I told I made everyone watch it, or you know, tried to strong arm them into watching it at conventions. I told everybody to watch it. I've I've talked about it extensively on this podcast. Um, it's still wonderfully animated, wonderfully paced, got a really engaging, intriguing storyline. Still love Boji and Kage to death. Best biggest boys. crush ever on Ogan. I am obsessed with him. Obsessed. Like, James, like, do you watch the show or no? Uh, I was, although <laughs> everything I read about this most recent episode um, kind yeah, of... I know, I know. Well, I, I mean, <laughs> Lindsay, will, Lindsay will elaborate, but Oaken is like super handsome and then he turns super evil and I'm literally like, why would you do that to me? Why would any anime <laughs> do that to me? Because it's just like I'm in love with him now and he is the creepiest, most up laugh ever i know and it he, sounds like someone like kind of slit his throat or something yeah it's it all is like <laughs> it, it, yeah it's yeah. disgusting it's yeah. like the worst laugh ever and i'm like why am i in love with you and he's also just brutally evil now and but he, like, anyways drinks, and he also drinks blood yeah like, oh yeah he just like blood. he took a bite out of the snake i was like this was oh like really i'm not gonna lie though that big four episode that hit different. it was like, that yes, was all the fighting in that episode like the animation and the fighting and the choreography of all of it was like really really good the whole time the problem the controversy about these last two episodes is mainly behind the framing of Miranjo's backstory so spoilers for episodes 18 and 19 um we get Miranjo's backstory we had already known via some flashbacks when uh, Dida first lost control of his body that she was mutilated as a child, right? That like they cut off her hands and like skinned her face and she was wearing this mask. Um, in so the last brutal. Two, yeah, in the last two episodes, we get 
Maranjo's backstory from Bosa's perspective, and he's telling it to Bevin. And he's talking about these two kingdoms. One is called uh, Gyakuza, like with a G in front, Gyakuza, and uh, Homa, which is just Maho, like interposed, which means magic. So Maranjo's from Homa, and so is her mom. And they had been, they're all magic users, and they had been at war with the gods who we don't really know a whole lot about other than the fact that they're terrifying. Like we saw the one with like the sharp teeth and like the eye that opened up in his forehead and he was really scary. Yeah. Um, Which like, so where have they been? I Something that must've happened to them post this. Cause yeah. there was a war with them. Uh, Homa was trying to defeat them. They, they couldn't pull ahead. So they align with uh, the Gyakuza country and they go over there and start living there. And, it tells this whole backstory about, oh, how the Homa taught them magic and they like modernized their town. And when they were living there before they were, it was basically like dirt and they were all living in huts and they didn't have any economy and that they had been invaded multiple times and they were distrustful and they have this horrible culture of like backstabbing and stuff like that. And when I first watched it, I was like, this is really black and white for Ranking of Kings. Like, Ranking of Kings has done a really good job of not making any of the villains, like, pure evil. Like, they always have some, yeah. something going on behind them that kind of gets you to understand where they're coming from. Like, James and I, and Jackie, too, we talked about how, like, you start to dislike someone, and then Ranking of Kings would come out with an episode, and you're like, oh, man, I really hated that little Dido wimp, and now he's actually not awful or... And I kind of felt like that's what they were trying to do for Miranjo here. But uh, in the second episode, or sorry, in when they first introduced the backstory and it was so black and white, my initial thoughts were like, this is kind of weird for the show. And it feels a little bit like what you typically see for like colonizing propaganda, mm -hmm. which, um, you know, when a country goes into another country and says, oh, you know, we fixed everything for them and they were uneducated and we made them smart and they, you know, those sorts of things. And so that like kind of raised a couple little red flags. And then the second episode happened and it basically doubled down on it. And Miranjo's mom is murdered and like the people just like they mutilate Miranjo and tie her to a post in the middle of town and just leave her there. And then really bad. Yeah. And I had seen some talk online, but I hadn't seen anything that I found convincing yet at the time that this backstory has a lot of parallels to um, nationalistic talking points about Japan and Korea. And so I asked one of our uh, reporters, Kim Morrissey, I was like, can you look into this, like go onto Japanese Twitter where they're talking about this in Japanese and see, you know, what the conversation is, if there's any merit to this. She comes back and she said, you know, she wrote an article, we have it up on Anime News Network, that talks about how Japanese nationalists had look, looked at this story and they found that it aligned with their beliefs. So they interpreted it that way. Uh, I guess when this manga chapter was released, enough people found that interpretation that they actually shut down the comment section on that chapter. Wow. Um, and something unique to the anime version that isn't as present in the manga version is the what looks like was potentially a reference for when they when they depicted the town before it was modernized it looks a lot like what would have been the rural farm poorer area housing that the koreans were using turn of the century but right before the japanese came in and colonized them and if you look into the history of of that 
uh, the uh, turn of the century colonization of Korea by J Imperial Japan, it was pretty awful. Like they burned all their historical documents and made them learn Japanese and, um, you know, just sort of like they committed cultural genocide against same, them. Same thing happened on Guam, actually, yeah. when they were colonizing the, the Micronesian islands. Yeah. So uh, once I saw that, it was like, God, this episode was really well animated and it was one of the best ones in a long time. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, they've got the original action director from the early seasons of Attack on Titan. He was like pumping up this episode because of how good the action was going to be. There's a lot of really great emotional moments, but that was all kind of like in the background the entire time I was watching it. And it made it so like I couldn't really enjoy the episode because I felt very conflicted about it. Now, I've interviewed the creator of Ranking of Kings. We have an interview with him up there. Interesting. Um, I didn't How was know that? Well, did I didn't. Know him? But you didn't know, know about this when you I didn't him. know about this when I did the interview. I did it very early oh, into the season. Um, yeah. And I don't think there's anything in that interview that would lead one to think, you know, he feels this way or that way. Um, it could, you know, this could be, he could have these nationalistic feelings. I don't know. He could also just be repeating common talking points that he's heard without really um, necessarily trying to like slip it in intentionally that way. I don't know. Like, I don't want to attribute an ideology to the yeah, creator, right? Say, okay. you, but it's you, problematic, I guess yeah. is what I would say. Yeah. As, much, as, as little as that word maybe means anymore, it does give you pause. Like, I feel like worst, like best case scenario, it feels like colonizing propaganda. Worst case scenario, it's an, it's an allegory for Japan and Korea and it's calling Korea out for not being appreciative enough of Japan for coming in there and doing what they did, which is not, not good. Yeah. I, f I feel like, I mean, even like, I feel like best case scenario, it kind of reminds me of when, you know, you, you have movies like you know, even avatar, right. That have sort of like the, the white savior narrative that, that we uh, in the West, that the, you know, the, the European colonizers used uh, to to propagate the the positive goals of, of colonialism and you know you'll have movies and shows and, and video games that that use that imagery and, and use a lot of those tropes not necessarily because they're like actively bigoted but because that that it's just a common cultural sort of osmosis thing that you just pick up after growing up in a society that just repeats those stories over and over yeah. I hope it's not a, a, a like a super intentional dog whistle. That would suck. Yeah, um, it definitely would. It would. It, I mean, there's similar conversations like this going on around um, Pokemon Legends Arceus at the same time because that game has the story there has pa some parallels to Japan's movement into Hokkaido, which had an indigenous population already, and they went in there and they colonized Hokkaido and. Um, and that's just within the you know the country of Japan. And there's some I've seen discussion over that too about whether you know it's being sensitive to how some of that went, or whether it's again propagating a similar narrative of like moving into a place where people already live and have you know an established culture and 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 society, and saying you know you're going to fix it. And by the way, you don't get to do any of your old traditions or maintain any of your way of life. Uh, that is so 
I think, you know, like there's a lot of really good conversation going on in our, our chat right now about it. Yeah. Um, I think what Law said is really the best way to put it. It's yeah. just like, we don't really know what was happening in their heart of hearts, but like either way, it's like, like, I think Lindsay even commented on this, like it's been so creative and this just seemed like so uh, like a cop out to me yeah. too. Like, like I was there's like, just a whole okay, country of evil people. people. Yeah. yeah. Like I agree. So like, I think that um, it, like either way, it's just been such a great story. And then like to see it just kind of do that. I, I do remember being like, Oh, this is kind of, you know, like just yeah. like it could have been written it's better. Lazy. Like I was kind of lazy, yeah. lazy, one hundred percent lazy. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so, like, I don't like a lot of people are like, I don't know if he deliberately or intentionally referenced it. Like, I, I, uh, we obviously don't know. We we didn't ask him straight up, but it's like yeah. it's definitely weird. It's definitely like when you could have written it in a bunch of different ways, and you've written this story already so well. You know, like I don't know. It's it's definitely a bummer. I'm yeah. gonna keep on watching the show though, just right. because I'm obsessed with Oaken. <laughs> do you think he's gonna get his good end jackie of course he's gonna like he's gonna be like it, he's probably gonna be dying in his brother's arms and be like i'm so sorry and i didn't ask for this and i don't even know what i turned into and i'm just gonna be crying and he's gonna look beautiful and, and then he'll die like I, most of my romances one of, one of the most emotional moments in that episode i feel like was when he was like on the verge of losing and then he remembers uh, Despa like teaching him how to fight when they when he still had his sanity and it's like he's using yeah. those tactics to like defeat Boshi which is awful yeah but you can see like there's still part of him way down there that, like remembers his brother a hundred percent like I think it's like the saddest part is that like it, and this is what it was really great about this anime is that like you have these characters who are like evil but also like have like some goodness in them like he was in arguably like the most good out of the brothers you know yeah. like it's so sweet and kind and then it's like it's not i mean like it wasn't his fault that he was born immortal like you yeah. know what I mean? or whatever the hell it was like right when he turned 25 he did but yeah. then it was just like how how do you stay like pure of heart when you're put in that situation i mean it, it's honestly like it's a really like tragic story i mean that's what i love about ranking of kings of boji story is tragic yeah um even boss's story, Miranja's story. Like, there's so many. I mean, you could go on and on. This the snake story. Like, you know, like they were getting beat Isn't up. The best snake. Like, best snake. Best he, snake. Like sure. he got his blood sucked and he got really like scared about yeah. it. And Bevan had to like comfort. This Love Bevan, by the way. Yeah, Bevan is is boyfriend number two for sure. I'm just like <laughs> I don't. I like I. He's like just. I I love how like he's just so aware and calm all the time like it's like yeah. he's always like a great voice of reason like i'm it's uh, uh, the name's escaping me the one who's obsessed with healing and he's adorable but he like oh his Dorsh. Eyes. Dorsh. yeah Dorsh. i like Dorsh. love him but it's like you know he's driven by his like fanaticism with healing which is beautiful and cute he's got like he's way. got good dad vibes yeah he does yeah very good dad vibes but it's like i feel like bevin's always like somehow just like the voice of reason in that chaos who's the one with the gray hair and he's got the little pokey stick <laughs> apius apius yeah i like it's apius. a spear jack it's okay yeah you're right pokey stick the was pokey literally stick. the worst way to describe 
it. But I like him too because he's like really. I think he's very conflicted with his identity he's as well. He's soft on the inside. Yeah, right? and he just doesn't know who to help and like what is he like. I feel like he's just get, getting pulled in a bunch of directions. Like that's what I think is the most disappointing part about this last episode was that like you're gonna write all of these characters like this well. Oh my god, Lindsay and I both low key have a crush on the eldest brother. Yes, uh, yeah, because it's like he's like so emo and so like <laughs> kind of looks like Waluigi. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and like it's just like all wow. of them are just so great. Like in their yeah. own way. Oh my, we haven't even talked about um the assassin little ninja boy Kage. Kage, when his mom is like on the other side of the river and he's like, "Sorry, mom, I got to do some more stuff." I literally was like low key about to cry, and then she's like, "Okay, I'll see." You. I, I'm even talking about it. I'm like, I love the part where he basically told her that he was gonna live a long life, and I mean that's what she wanted most for him because you know she gave her life to save him. So for him to like t- tell her, you know, I'm gonna live for a long time, and then turn around and go back, I thought was really yeah. sweet. See, it's like, that's what's sad is like, we can say all these great things about the show, yeah. but then it's like something like this. And and that's why I refuse to get an attack on Titan tattoo. Cause I'm just like, what if this all shits the bed in the end? And then I'm going to be like, I almost got a My Hero Academia tattoo and I'm definitely not regretting holding off on that decision after season five. So, yeah, you know, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm, My Hero Academia. I think y'all me to, to not catch up on My Hero Academia. I don't know. My I okay to like, make a long story short, the best parts are with Todoroki's family, and then it, they're kind of like so sad that it's like one of those things that you watch once and you never really want to see again. Like you're mm-hmm. like, wow, that was really emotionally intense, and then you're like, like I would rewatch a lot of My Hero Academia. But what about episodes. the Shigaraki backstory, which is also really emotionally intense? <laughs> okay, so maybe those two are like that's all. The rest of it was like complete bullshit filler. Sorry mm-hmm. if anybody's a My Hero Academia fan in here, but I'm like, hey, nobody. Got and I love that. that show. I love that show. And I was like, if season six doesn't like step it up, like I'm gonna be like, I'm jumping off the bandwagon. I don't know if I could ever completely do that though, because I love Bakugo too much. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Well, you're also, before we end, Demon okay. Slayer got hella fucking good. Excuse my my French, but like I kind of wasn't about it, and then. I don't know. I don't think I've completely caught up yet, and I hope I'm not like chat's not gonna get. It's okay. I still really. need to watch the finale too. I have to put it. I up. mean, the brother sister dynamic. We all knew that was gonna hit me in the heart, like yeah. so hard. And I yeah. just got to the episode where they're talking about their backstory, and I was so sad that they were yelling at each other, like when they died. I was like, please don't. Like I was like, ah. Oh. But the brother, the the Aniki vibes, like him just being like there for her no matter what. Like I was like. It was it was breaking my heart, and like, he was a great villain. She was too. Andrew. Yeah, oh my god! <laughs> Why do we like creepy voices? I don't know. <laughs> I need to address that after her <laughs> realizing that just now. Oh, therapy anyway. appointment. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, I'm like, um, Attack on Titan's been great though. But it's like a ranking of kings and demons. They were kind of like, I think even Lindsay, we were like, which one should we do for this? Yes, for this, yeah. this slot. Um. I do feel like Ranking of Kings was honestly number one for me over Attack on Titan. I really liked Ranking of Kings. And now it's kind of like, I'm like, oh. I feel like the the controversial backstory, from what I know, it hasn't come up again in the manga. And so as uncomfortable as it is, I'm expecting not to have to confront it again for the rest of the anime's run. So it'll just always be like those two episodes. Dang, I wish that didn't happen. But... And I'm going to keep watching it. I'm reviewing it for the site. So, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I'll be sticking around again because of Oaken, but that's it. <laughs> and we're All done. Right. Bye, everybody. No kidding. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys. Thanks for sticking around for our chat. I'm glad we actually got to touch on a lot of different cool stuff. We talked about Pokemon. We talked about Attack on Titan, Ranking of Kings, Demon Slayer. Talked about um, Yowie paddles. Let's talk about Yowie paddles. Talked oh, about no. toothbrush scenes. You know, just a wide variety here every week. So make sure to come back next Monday at 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, where we will again be talking about Attack on Titan, latest news, uh, anything else that catches our fancy. And I'm glad to have Jackie back. Let's all like, give Jackie some hands. Thanks for having Aww, Jackie back. I missed you guys. Yeah. Oh, also James's chair came in real quick. James, you want to show us that Attack on Titan chair? We announced our two winners on what? already. I know. Look at that thing. What? Courtesy that of Secret is Lab. beautiful. It yeah. is straight That's up beautiful. the most comfortable thing I've ever sat. And now we're, this is a, um, uh, we should say beautiful. that we're not being sponsored or, or compensated or paid for this. They just, they wanted us to show off their incredibly fancy and thematically appropriate chair. And it is both incredibly fancy and thematically appropriate. And I'll tell you guys. Would, um, would you say it smells like James? Uh, it smells like, I mean, it, honestly, it smells like the inside of a car that I'll never be able to afford. It has like these oh my God, has, like, fully leather upholstery seats. Like, I kind of imagine. It, I'm it's, sorry, that is dope. That's a really nice chair. I was like, yeah. holy Like yeah, Levi cool. on his best day, like when he hasn't been crawling around through the woods for like a week with, <laughs> with his hand like half rotting and his face all goopy. <laughs> you know, he's, he's had time to shower, clean up a bit. Um, that's, it's probably what Levi smells like, you know, just rustic and capable and strong and like he can, <laughs> like he can hold you and support you and provide really good lumbar support. Oh my um, God. That is even that, on the best, the best It's getting kind of spicy. I know. I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> also, <laughs> the head, the headrest, yeah. it's a magnet. I know that's oh, really what? cool. Actually, what those secret even... lab chairs, I do love that. My, I have a razor one. I never use this thing, and it's in a really awkward spot. That's nice that the secret lab can go down. I know. It's now like, I really want mine I to didn't go. Didn't know chairs could have magnets. What is this? Lindsay, I don't even got a little little uh, pillow. So I think okay. One, this is my husband's chair because I sit in this pink bucket back here because I sit weird and. Um, I had like a chair like this at mine, but um, I kept putting my leg up on it and then I left it there long enough, like after years and years of use, I started getting a weird uh, indentation in my thigh. So I replaced it, it fixed itself, but I just had to quit sitting like that in a particular chair for it to quit doing that. Um, but there is a pillow for this somewhere. My husband just doesn't use it. So no, I don't even really use it. Does it smell That's like Levi like... looks? No, it doesn't. That's what I want to know. No, I bet it does not. I bet that chair does, though. So is there a picture of an Attack on Titan character anywhere on it, like on the back? No, no, on the back is just uh, the, the green. Just, oh, but it's that green. That's oh, still really cool. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's a very nice chair. <laughs> so thank nice. you, Secret Lab. Thank you very much. I, uh, nice. My back is definitely going to be be thankful. That's good. Yeah. So talking about tattoos, I was thinking about getting the Attack on Titan emblems like on my like side, maybe next to mm -hmm. the Cowboy Bebop. But I'm like, we gotta see how it is. Wait till the end, just in case. I know. Oh, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. But I'm like, yeah. if that comes to fruition, because it's like I love the unicorn and the roses, and obviously, yeah, that's so pretty. pretty. That's so pretty. I know. So, all right, anyway. guys. 
I'll say bye again now that we've seen James's cool chair. Uh, thanks again bye for tuning in to the a and After Show. Remember to subscribe to this channel, hit the notification bell, retweet on Twitter, and give us likes and shares on Facebook. We'll be here again Monday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. And also make sure to go to Anime News Network to get all of your latest anime news, gaming news, manga news. We've got it all there. And I'm just looking, I'm just looking for the correct video. All right, bye everybody. Thank you.